0: This is the Collegiate Hell there, I'm your host, Finn, along with Alex, and today we will be going through our normal review of a few chosen games, then we'll look into the Pac-12, which will be starting this weekend, and we'll finally end it with the predictions. So the biggest game last week was definitely Ohio State, Penn State going into it, and Ohio State just kind of played, I mean, I knew from the get-go of when the pandemic started and that it would affect college football season, that if Penn State didn't have their whiteout, especially at home, it was not going to be a game they'd be able to win, and that just proved this game is just another one of those. Like, if they'd had their fans, they definitely would have been much more into it, and even, even though they, like, were, you could see they were trying to fight back, but Ohio State was just the better team, Penn State really needed that crowd, they didn't get it.
1: Yeah, I agree, and I think the key moment of this game was, uh, the start of the second half, I think Penn State came out, they got a touchdown, they were looking good, only down eight, but then the defense just could not, I mean, the defense just couldn't stop Ohio State right and Penn State is not that team that can score every single drive they're going to need some stops and I think against this Ohio State team that's hard to come by um, and when you get out, out gained by you know 200 yards as they did here um, I, I just think it's hard to compete and I think like you said that whiteout um, and that that home crowd could have overcome could have like overcame some of that but I think because they didn't have that um, it was much harder for them. And this game looks really close, like you know, like thirteen points, and it looks like it's actually pretty. I mean, if you watch the game, I mean, once the once Ohio State, you know uh, got that pass from Justin Fields in the fourth quarter, I mean, this game was effectively over thirty eight nineteen. So yeah, and for me,
0: this is more about Penn State having two straight losses now. I mean this is this is the worst way they could have started the season. they they got really unlucky against Indiana. And I, like, mean that, like, super unlucky. They should have definitely won that game. A few calls didn't go their way. They had a bunch of penalties. Got into the end zone when they shouldn't have. And now, because of that, and because they had Ohio State week two, they're 0-2. And, they, to be fair, they should, they, they should get a bit of an easier kind of uh, getting into it. They got Maryland next week, uh, Nebraska. And you're, it'll just slowly get a little bit... Better and better, and um. That being said, I just th- this isn't necessarily the, it's not going to be the toughest schedule, but it's a schedule where they could probably lose another game. So and, yeah, good. No, no, no. Yeah,
1: and I think they're one of the only zero and two teams in you know this Big Ten conference that really we thought had a chance. I think Minnesota, um, and and I think we'll, we might be touching on that a little bit later, maybe not. Um, but I think that you know they're better than all of the other. They're they're like that team that is zero and two, but probably could be one and one or two and zero. They're way better than their record shows. Yeah, the I Texas think, A&M. I just think that yeah, yeah, yeah. I just think that this start that they had, I, I think, and I, I said this last week, they really needed to win that Indiana game, um, and because they didn't, I think that effectively sort of really hurt them, and I don't think they have a real shot at the
0: playoffs. So, yeah. So that game, I want to touch on. Is a Clemson game. Um, they did win this, but the first half was a struggle. I think it was a mix of a new quarterback adjusting to life without Trevor Lawrence, and then also I think Boston College just knew where to take advantage of. But once Clemson was able to get back into a rhythm with uh, their new new quarterback, I'm not going to try the name. Um, I you know the Boston College played a great game. They did everything you would think a team looking for an upset wood. They did a few tricks. And uh, to be Boston College looked great. Clemson looked vulnerable, and that's not really something you want to hear the week before you've got the biggest game of the season against Notre Dame. So I think Clemson's... And they're not going to be playing with Trevor Lawrence again. They... I mean, I do think they will... Their offense will have adjusted a little bit, but I... I don't know what that game showed, but I don't think it can be particularly great. Because Boston College is one of those teams that, like, they've shown signs of potential, but they've also kind of underperformed. And when you're getting, you know, a six-point game against them, and you're the top team in the country, that's not something you want to see.
1: I think that this game really comes down to the fact that Boston College did not score in the second half. Um, I really think that Clemson's defense was able to step up in this game, and I think that's the real reason they won here. If you look at how Clemson is playing offensively, they're used to scoring way more than 34 each game. I mean, they're putting up like 70 against Georgia Tech. So, right, they're used to scoring a lot more than 34. Um, So their defense usually isn't stressing that much, right? But in this game, they really had to come in and perform in the second half. And I think the adjustments that they made really helped them. This game indicates that it was very close, yardage wise it really wasn't um but I think that was just a lot due to the fact that Boston College like you said played and they made it so the yards didn't really matter um and it, it didn't really matter how well Clemson was you know outgaining them or whatever um yeah I just think that looking forward uh like you said I think this game at Notre Dame is going to be really tough for them without Trevor Lawrence um I think they could get it done but I think that it's going to depend on their defense again and I think their defense is going to be the x-factor um, when they don't have Trevor Lawrence, because they can't rely on scoring 50 a game. So Yeah, Yeah. Uh, and then the final game I
0: want to touch on, it's more. It's not as much about the game, but more so about what it means for the conference. The final undefeated Big 12 team has lost, and o- Oklahoma State's got to be feeling not not very good. They they really should have won that. They, they had a, many chances to win that game. They couldn't get it done, came to overtime. And, uh, yeah, they just weren't able to get it done. So I'm going to look, you know, this is the Big 12 for the first time in a long time. is looking like they're not going to make the playoff. And with this weird year, this opens the door for the Big 10 to get in. This opens the big door for Cincinnati to get in. So, I mean, this is a consequential loss.
1: Yeah, I definitely agree. And I think that, you know, I was watching the game, and uh, one of the announcers said, "You know, when you're the sixth ranked team, you gotta perform like the sixth ranked team." And they didn't in this game, right? I think that in the first half, they didn't play particularly, you know, amazing, but they didn't play particularly bad either. Again, just this is the Big Twelve; defense is not really a thing. So, I mean, if you look at, I mean, Oklahoma State's defense has played pretty well, but in this game against the number one Big Twelve or offense, right? It, I mean, it just didn't really come through at all. Um, and I think that they were able to tie it up to go to overtime. But I just think that, you know, the four turnovers is the real reason that they lost this game. Um, if they hadn't had one more of those turnovers, it's very possible that they ha- could have won this game. In all other regards, they were pretty much winning. They outgained Texas by over 250 yards, and they were out, you know they had 15 more first downs. So I think that this is one of those games, like I've said before, one team plays way better, but the turnovers just kill them, and I think
0: this really did. Yeah, and I mean, in, in Oklahoma, like last week we touched upon that uh, Oklahoma State had been, you know, just survived against Indiana, uh, Iowa State, just surviving. They, they didn't win that game, but they survived it. And I think, he, I, and I got the feeling that that's what they were trying to do again against Texas, and it clearly didn't work against Texas, who had, who's, I think far more experienced than, uh, than Iowa State, and you know half they had they have experience in bigger games. Sam Ellinger's played in quite a few, and I don't think Te- I also don't think Texas was going to come take take another overtime loss. So, I mean Oklahoma State just, you know, as I said, they were surviving and they didn't survive this one, and that might I think it probably ended the Big 12's chances for. Uh, playoff birth. So next, we're going to get into the upcoming Pac-12 season, which is about to kick off. Uh, Alex, you are very well informed on Big Twelve, uh, on the Pac-12. You follow, you know, you follow, you followed your life. Give, give me your two cents.
1: Yeah. So the Pac-12 is my favorite conference, not only because I think that the games are. I mean, I wouldn't say the games are more entertaining, but I just think that my team, Stanford, uh, and Finn's team as well, um, also, Um, you know, I I think they they play in this conference, so it's kind of made me watch it throughout the years. And I think that this conference is going to be a lot different than what we saw a year ago. I think Utah and Oregon are both going to have some, you know, backslides uh, this season. Um, And I want to touch on Oregon specifically, and then I'll give it to Finn. Um, to talk about Oregon as well. But I think that Oregon um, giving up Justin Herbert and, you know, just having tons of new pieces because they have a new offensive coordinator, they have this now inexperienced quarterback because Herbert left, and they have just a completely new offensive line. Keep in mind that all five of the starters that they're going to have this year are new. I think that they're very vulnerable, and I think that they have a lot of talent, specifically on defense, but I think their offense is going to be, um, you know, their offense is going to be something to look at and I think the real favorite here, um, and most consensus um, experts say that USC is going to win the conference. Um, I think that I agree with that. I just think that their new defensive coordinator, uh, Orlando, you know, I think that this this you know defense of USC has underperformed in the past, and I think that that's going to be interesting to see. But I'll give it to Finn, and then I'll talk a little bit more.
0: Yeah, um, you touched upon Oregon. Losing Herbert. And I, I, you know what? This is, this for me is a few weeks ago we talked about Wisconsin who didn't have Jack Cohn starting and, you know, would have to figure out what they'd do with Graham Mertz. Well, it's, it's a very similar thing for Oregon. Uh, the, you, Herbert has left. He was, he stayed another year and that was really quite big because uh, it allowed. Yeah, it got him to. It, it, he won him a Rose Bowl. It gave him another chance at a playoff. And now they're leaving. And now, now he's left. And uh, I think it's going to be an adjustment. Um, and I do think they will succeed. I think, uh, Stanford's a great team, a, a great little challenge for them. Um uh, yeah. So. Um. Yeah, they the Tyler Shaw uh, will be playing. Um, and I think I think it'll be interesting. The team I want to look at is Utah. Utah last year was saying, "Oh, we're underrated. We're underrated. The only reason we're not in the we're, we're not in the top uh, top four is because nobody watches us." And so what? So what happens? Well, we get to see them play in the in the Pac twelve championship. And what do they do? They suck. I mean, that that was just a bad game. They're like, that's just one game. That's against Oregon. Alright, well, now, now, you're play, now you're playing an unranked Texas team in the Alamo Bowl. Get blown out. And this is a Texas team that was disappointing this year. Th- that year. I am not convinced by Utah. I would never really... I, I really consider them to be, for me, the Gonzaga of college football. Where... You don't really get to see them play, but you're always from somewhere you're being told they're really good. And so you're like, oh, they're a good team. And and there's always a little there's always a little bit of doubt. And then you see them play. And they're just disappointing. They're just disappointing. And I think I think Utah's gonna have a disappointing season. I don't I i d I'm not convinced with Utah. I don't think they'll be very good. I would expect USC to win it um, this year. But I think the Pac-12 is very open.
1: Yeah, I agree. And I think that the, the one key thing here that, um, you know, it, it's interesting to look at is the fact that last year, um, you know, Utah's wins, and I, I really want to just make this clear, is that Utah's wins were not particularly, like, you know, like stunning wins. Like, the teams they were beating, like, you know, Colorado, Arizona, you know, UCLA, Cal, I mean, they lost to Cal, or, my bad, hold on, yeah, I think that just in general, what they did, Um, you know, they, they beat Cal, by the way, but I think just in general, what they did is, you know, it wasn't incredibly impressive last year, and I think that that USC loss that they had at the beginning of the season was one that they needed, um, because I think this team, and I think, I think this made sense, right, I think that, if they had won that Oregon game, they could have got in. But I just think the way they played and just completely got killed, 15 to 37. I just think that that was not a good showing for them. But I think that the one team here that's key to look at in the Pac-12 this year is Cal. Um, and Cal usually isn't like very good. I mean, they were ranked for a little bit of the season last year, but not for very long. And I think once they played, I believe it was Arizona State. You know, they were just kind of kind of done for the season, but. Um, you know, they're not the most talented team this, this year, but I think they have experience, um, and they have a really good coach defense and they're just, their defense is pretty good. Um, and you know, I think the Cal Stanford game that's happening at Berkeley, um, going to be an interesting game to watch later in the season. And just remember that this season is only six games long. So if one team can just get hot and ride like a five and one season, you know, they could have a real shot. So I think it's just kind of interesting. And I think it's like you said, very open.
0: Yeah, well the other team is gonna be Arizona State that you're gonna have to look at. Arizona State got a huge win against Oregon last year that essentially took Oregon out of the playoff. And I I I think Cal I think Cal and Arizona State are two kind of underdogs because I think they ended the season very strong. Uh Cal, of course, got you know, a bowl game win against Illinois. Uh, I don't remember where Arizona State was for I don't even know if they got a bowl game, but they definitely ended it strong against uh, again, with a win against Oregon, so yeah, I think, I think this is a wide open conference, and I think it's going to be. I don't, I don't think, I I I I think with a seven game season, I think even if you're undefeated, I don't think you'll get into the playoff. Uh, because you know if I've got even if I have a two loss SEC team, I'm thinking, and you've got an undefeated Oregon team, I'm still thinking. Well, this SEC SEC team has played what five more games, than... Uh, than this undefeated Pac-12 team, so and I think it's also generally agreed that the SEC is a stronger conference, so I don't think the Pac-12 uh, have a chance. I feel, I, I personally feel like they just kind of joined because they saw Big Ten, the Big Ten doing it, and they're like, oh, well, we don't want to be the only conference that's not playing, because that doesn't make us look all that great, so they decided to play, and I just, I mean, I guess good for them, but it's not going to really get them anything, so.
1: Yeah, I think the burden of proof, like you said, they're going to have to. If if a team goes six and zero in this conference and wins the, um, the championship game, I think they're going to have to prove right. Like you said, I think they're really going to have to prove and decisively win their games. Yeah. Um, they can maybe have one or two close scares, but the rest of them got to be Got to be you know solid wins, um, for them to have a shot at the playoff. And I. I disagree with you on the fact that you're saying a two-loss SEC team would be favored over a Pac-12 team. I think if a Pac-12 team went six and zero, won the you know championship, and it was seven and zero, and there was a two-win SEC team, I would probably take the Pac-12 team or not Pac-12.
0: Pac-12. Yeah, but I think I think I I di- I'm just coming here and saying because I don't I don't think any team is gonna blow because the Pac-12 has a history of you know you have the favorite coming into the season and they're always they're always games that you know. Or, or Oregon, Arizona State—we're bringing it up again. We—I thought, or- I thought Oregon was going to kill Arizona State, kill them. And what does Arizona State do? They come out and beat them. There are always going to be close games, even among, even if the teams last in the conference. It's it, and there's always potential, and that's the history with the Pac-12. They're very unpredictable, which is why they don't get into the playoffs generally. Because you know you've got Oregon, you got you've had Stanford in the past. Who's had a chance, and they always just lose these weird games, and you're just like, yeah, I think I'm going to go with an SEC team instead of, instead of a Pac-12 PAC team. So I don't see this. I don't see any team. I, I think for a two-loss SEC team to get in, I think not to get in over a Pac-12 team, I think you would have to see a Pac-12 team that thoroughly demolishes every team they play, and I don't think that that will happen.
1: Yeah, no, I, I definitely agree with you that it's unlikely, but I think at the point where you would have a team that's 7-0, I think that they would probably get it over the SEC, um, although that's probably pretty unlikely, and I, I definitely agree with that because I think that, you know, I, I as a Stanford fan remember years back when, you know, we were such a good team, right, but we lost to Northwestern, who was like, I think like 4-8 and eight on the season or something. Like, they were not very good that season. That was early in the season too. Yeah, and that, that game just completely took us out of playoff contention, and if we had just Was that the season that? they beat Notre Dame on a field goal? Yeah, that was the season yeah, that they beat Notre Dame at the very end, um, but I think that, yeah, I, I, I agree with your point on, you know, losing weird games, because that's the definition
0: of the Pac-12. Yeah, um, so we're going to move on to our final section. Pac-12 was fun, but now we get to predict some games. So the final so so let's start off with the Miami NC State game tomorrow night and Friday night.
1: Yeah, I'm gonna go with Miami here. I think that they're the better team. NC State, the loss last week was, you know, pretty bad. Um I, I don't think that they played particularly well at all. But I think that, you know, even though they might think that they're gonna be bouncing back this week, I think Miami's just played better throughout the season. Um and, you know, I think they're at a good spot five
0: and one right now. Yeah, I think Miami is a good team. Um I, I keep thinking back to that uh, NC State game against UNC. UNC's and that turned out to be the team we thought, you know, they were early. And and that just was not a good game for NC State, so I've got Miami here. BYU versus Boise State.
1: Yeah, I'll go BYU here. I think that Boise State's only played two games so far. Um so I don't think they're in that big of a rhythm right now. And I think that you know they've played utah state which jordan love departed and i think that they've played air force um but you by BYU, although you know they're 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 playing in that conference i don't think that they're going to lose this game because i think that they've just played better throughout and they have you know they've been through it more
0: i disagree i think i i'm just not convinced with byu I mean, I don't know why they're ranked nine. They haven't you you look at who they played, Troy, UTSA, Texas State. Yeah, they've won these games by a good margin, but I mean, not a single ranked game. At least a team like Cincinnati's be right some ranked teams.
1: Yeah, I yeah,
0: go ahead. And I'm I'm not convinced by BYU yet, still I think Boise State has always got a team and they've always got a knack to to just beat teams that people don't think they'll beat. I've got Boise.
1: Yeah, I think this game could be I, – I think this, like you said, they haven't really beaten anyone. I think this good game could really help BYU
0: um, get into a top-tier bowl game. They can yeah. Uh, yeah, and uh, Boise State's also home. I don't know if they'll be allowing fans, but, I mean, that that, that blue field is just like, – I, I wouldn't want to – That's just rattling. It kind of rattles. I agree. All right, next game, Rutgers-Ohio State.
1: Ohio State, I don't need to say
0: anything. Yep. Ohio State with the win Rutgers. Rutgers didn't look bad against Indiana, but this isn't Indiana. This is Ohio State. And Ohio State's no joke. Ohio State's gonna roll. Shouldn't even be a question. Baylor versus Iowa State.
1: I think this game could be I'm I'm you know, I think this game could be good, but I just think Baylor right now at one and three and just not looking good this season. I think Iowa State is gonna keep going off of their you know, obviously it was Kansas last week, but I, I don't see any reason why they would lose. So Iowa
0: State Yeah, I think Iowa State's proven their worth. They've played they have played some very good games and even though they've got two losses, there was one there was an upset early in the season and then they played very well against what was that I think at the time, six ranked Oklahoma State. And probably should have won that game. Um but they didn't. Bill is not a good team. I've got Iowa State. Texas AM and South Carolina.
1: Great game, in my opinion. I think this should be a very good game. Although South Carolina's 2-3, and three, um, I think they've, they've played pretty well, and they've beaten Auburn, who was ranked at the time. Um, they have lost to Tennessee and Florida, uh, but the real reason I'm going to go with, um, you know, I would have gone to South Carolina, but I think that loss that they took, um, this week was just really bad. And I think that, you know, Callan Maude's been playing well, and I think Texas you
0: know, A&M this game. Yeah, I think, that, I, you know, I think I don't think Auburn, I think really the win against Auburn came down to Bo Nicks being bad, and South Carolina just playing well enough. And I mean, I'm not going to take anything away from that game, but Texas A&M has got a... Kellen Mond, as you mentioned. He's a much more experienced coach. I mean, uh, quarterback. They've got Jimbo Fisher. He's a great coach. I've got Texas A&M. Oklahoma, Kansas State. Oklahoma State, Kansas State.
1: Oklahoma State, Kansas State. Yeah, I think I'm going to go. This should be a really good game. I'm going to go Oklahoma State just because I think they'll be able to bounce back after taking a bad loss last week that really, really badly hurt them in playoff contention. This loss by Kansas State to West Virginia is really, like, it just really appears, like, that they did not... I mean, I, I just think that the way they played last week would not indicate that they would win this
0: game, so I'm going to... Yeah, um, I mean, a week ago, yeah, I would have been saying this is going to be, this should be a really good game, and then, oh, well, look what happened. I don't know about Oklahoma State, I mean, I do think that I do think they'll get a bounce back win, um, but... Uh, it, it, they haven't looked too amazing in the past two weeks. So I got Oklahoma State, could be close, but I do think they'll bounce back. Next game, Kansas State, find, I mean, Kansas finding themselves again somehow in the predictions. Kansas-Oklahoma.
1: Yeah, it's actually quite funny at this point because I think Kansas could be a good team. If potentially they were just quoting, like if if just generally they were a better program, but I think if they were not playing in the, in you know this conference with ranked teams every week, I think they'd be much better. But yeah, uh, I'll pick against Kansas again because
0: I do not think they're a good program. I mean that I mean I don't even need to talk about the other team when I'm talking about Kansas. I just need to say Kansas is a terrible team. Kansas with Kansas with the loss. Houston versus Cincinnati. Interesting
1: game, American Conference. Uh, I think that Houston has done okay. Uh, I think that they're. I think they had a really nice opportunity to beat BYU, um, and they let that game slip s- slip away late. Um, and I think that right now it's pretty obvious that. It, I mean, it's fairly obvious that, um, you know, Cincinnati is the sixth ranked team, and they're playing much better. So I'll
0: take Cincinnati. Yeah, I think Cincinnati like. Uh, I wasn't convinced by Cincinnati, and then the way they've been winning, and and doing a little bit more research, and I'm like, yeah, this is a good team. I think they could could be potentially playoff bound. Don't think they will, but very good Cincinnati team. I think they're gonna get the win against Houston. Next, a game that is really for me has been overshadowed. I I completely forgot this game was this week because there are you know with the Pac-12 coming back and Notre Dame, Clemson. Florida Georgia has gone under the radar, and I just realized how big of a game this is.
1: Yeah, this is a great game, and I think this is an opportunity for. I mean, it's going to be a you know it's going to be a TIA um, TIAA Bank Field neutral stadium. I think that it's going to be interesting because I think that Georgia last time they played in one of these really big games did not look good. Um, but I think right now, I think Florida coming off the COVID, um, you know. I mean, they played well against Missouri, but I, I think that, I think Georgia's the slightly better team here, um, because I think that other than the loss to Alabama, they've looked really good, and, um, you know, I, I think,
0: you know, Stenson Bennett's been playing a little bit better. So yeah. For me, this game comes down to, I mean, I think it's going to be a very good game, very entertaining game, and, and I really look at two things. I look at, a hey, Georgia got blown out by Alabama in the second half, and yes, it is Alabama, but that's still a bad half of football against a good football against a good football team. Florida also played a very good team in Texas A&M, and they only lost in by field goal. And that, that was a game they definitely should have won. I would have never said Georgia should have won that uh, uh, the Alabama game because even though they were leading at half, it's Alabama. I think Florida should have won that Texas A&M game. I've got Florida here because because uh, of that, and then because I I'm still not convinced by Stetson Bennett. I'm very convinced from Kyle Trask. He's got to be a Heisman contender. I've got Florida. Next game, West Virginia versus
1: Texas. Should be a good game. I'm going to go Texas because the offense is really good. West Virginia, not as good of a team. I think the Texas Tech loss was pretty – You know, I, I think that that's really – what's making me um pick away from them but i mean i think other than that loss i mean they lost oklahoma state but their other games have been pretty solid but the thing is you know they've only beaten kansas state um who is good Um, kansas state is good but i think that baylor and kansas those other two wins were just not very i mean those teams are not very good so i think west virginia has one good game but i think that texas coming off that really good game last week should be excited to keep it up and i'll go
0: texas I don't know. I I always like picking West Virginia. I think I will again, just because I feel like Texas is just a roller coaster. You think they're good one moment, you're like headed to the na- national championship. Next moment, they're they're losing. I'm I just don't. It depends on where the roller coaster is going to be this week. They could either you know win convincingly against West Virginia, or they could just be completely embarrassed. They've te- in these types of games, they've tended to go with the embarrassment. I'm gonna go West Virginia, and cause I don't know, I, I, I like West Virginia. I feel like they're always one of those teams that you know will put up a good a good fight against a good team, and I think I think they'll get a good win because I think Texas will be a little, I, I think Texas can be a little high off that win and um maybe and maybe underestimate West Virginia. So next a Pac twelve game first one of the year, uh, yeah Arizona State USC. Yeah, I
1: think. We are just talking about how we think that USC is the slightly better team at this time. For those reasons, I think USC wins this game at home. Um, and, and I think Arizona State is the second best team in the Pac-12 South. Um, but I just think that, you know, I, I, I think that USC is obviously number one. So, I'll go
0: USC. Yeah. I feel like, I, I you know, this week I'm either going to hit a home run on, a, on my predictions or I'm not. I'm going to go Arizona State here. I don't really like either team. I really hate USC. Just been taught to all my life. I'm not... I, I feel like... And it's not because I don't like USC. It's because I feel like... I feel like like last last year they disappointed. I feel like they they have a tendency to disappoint a little bit. Week one, I think they'll be surprised by Arizona State. I'm going to take Arizona State. Next game. Michigan-Indiana.
1: Yeah, I, um, this is going to be an interesting pick, but I'm going to take Michigan as the— I, I don't even know if that's interesting, to be honest. But I think that um, Michigan knows that they did not play well last week. They knew that they just really, you know, they, they, they really messed that game up because that I mean that, that team, Michigan State, that they played on the other sideline had lost, lost to Rutgers the previous week. So I, I I mean they dropped 10 spots in the rankings. Um, you know everything's looking bad for them. Meanwhile Indiana's playing really well. I mean they've beaten Penn State. obviously Rutgers is not is Rutgers but I think that I, 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 I do think that Michigan um, slightly better coached here. I'm gonna go Michigan.
0: Yeah for me I'm still going back and forth on this because on one hand I'm like I'm thinking Michigan really did not play well. And they I mean a little like after that game, you guys are on to down and's gonna spiral down, going down, and Indiana's coming off another win against Rutgers, and I think Rutgers, you're trashing Rutgers, but Rutgers is in that game, and Rutgers has already beaten the team, and maybe I'm just high off you know seeing Rutgers finally win a game, but I don't think Rutgers was the worst was the worst win. I'm really uh. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Indiana because I think they're. I think they're just starting to pick up some steam, and I think Michi- Michigan will be really the cherry on top for them this season because I don't think they'll beat Ohio State. But I think I, I think I think Indiana will narrowly win this game. Next game, four uh, thirty p.m. Pacific time, Stanford, Oregon.
1: You know, as much as I think Oregon's a good team, you know, this is my team, so we're going to take uh, David Shaw, Davis Mills, and we're going to go into Oregon and get this win, Stanford.
0: I would love to see, see Stanford win this game. Last time they were in, a, in Austin Stadium, they were down 24-3, to 3, something like that, yeah, came 20, back, yeah, 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 and won it in an overtime. Stanford really wasn't that great a football team last year. Though, they usually have a season like this and then they'll bounce back and show themselves to be contenders, but I don't know. I'm think I, I kind of looking at this game parallel and paralleling it to the Wisconsin- uh, Illinois game where it's kind of a similar situation of a new cornerback, kind of first time really getting starter experience. And I think David Shaw's, I think David Shaw's the better coach here. I'm just... I, I think Oregon's going to win because of talent. I've got Oregon. And then finally, we we had, we we had the best game of the year. Again, we're supposed to be best game of the year, Alabama versus Georgia. This might be even better. Clemson versus Notre Dame.
1: Yeah, and this game's going to be on NBC. I think that this is going to be a very, very, very good game. Um, I think that I'm going to go with Notre Dame here. I think if Trevor Lawrence was playing, I'd go Clemson. Um, but I just think that when you have this big of a matchup with such a new, unproven quarterback, I think just naturally you got to favor experience over you know who, who might have more talent on one or the other side of the ball. So I'll go Notre
0: Dame. The last time these two teams met, it was a thriller. I was like five years ago. Clearly not the same teams anymore, but this is this is gonna be a great game. I is even though I am a Stanford fan, I am surrounded by people who root for Notre Dame. I'm gonna go Notre Dame here. I'm starting to like him a lot more. Notre Dame, I and Book has got the experience, and that's why I'm gonna take it over. I don't think I'm not. I'm not gonna say the guy's name because I just don't know it. Um, D. I'll call him DJ. Um, I. I But, uh, so, yeah, DJ, as we're going to be calling him, really not a lot of experience. This is probably a terrible game, week, second week, second starting, start to go into. I'm going to take Notre Dame because of the experience and because they're home. So, it could be, I don't know. I'm going to go to Notre Dame. I, I think they'll win. You said if. I completely agree with you. If Trevor Lawrence were playing this, I think I think it'd be I think it would be a much better game. I still might go to I still might choose Notre Dame because of it because they're home and because I feel like they've got they they've got something to prove that you know because um, last last time they last time they played I'm, I'm last time they played conference wise was a great game last time they played was the playoff and that wasn't a particularly close game. So, I think Notre Dame uh, is going to come out firing. I think Ian Book will re- definitely remember us that loss and you know, it felt. And I think the Notre Dame crowd, while well, they are going to be kind of small, I think they'll be loud and be ready for a victory. So, I got Notre Dame. So, that'll pretty much do it here for week 10 in college football. College basketball is just beyond the horizon. Be back soon enough. So, thank you guys for listening. I'm Finn, along with Alex. Thank you guys.